You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. We are the Unpack Podcast from AcmePackingCompany.com and SB Nation on Twitter at the Unpack Pod on Instagram for no reason at the Unpack Pod, Patreon.com slash the Unpack Pod. Like, subscribe, uh, and if you really want to do us a solid, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, like all the people who said he's coming back. <laughs> and spoiler alert, that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. On the show for a special Tuesday afternoon off-season edition. I am Zach Rapport at Zach Rapport on Twitter, and I am joined firstly by Alex Patakis in New York. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well. Set up on my new podcasting computer. Pumped to not have to do this on my phone anymore. <laughs> we may do. We may do. Um, also joined by our fearless leader, Justice Mosqueda. How are you, man? I'm doing great. It's uh, rainy in Portland, Oregon, but I haven't been able to go outside because my phone and computer's just been blowing up since the moment I woke up. Yeah, why? It was I wonder why. 8, 8.30 uh, West Coast time when the Rogers stuff started happening, and then it's just my phone just bing, 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 and I was like, all right, showtime. Yep. Speaking of showtime, let's just get right into it. The big news that we are gathered here to discuss is of course cycle for survival is back <laughs> really quickly alex uh we talked about this before we hit record but um do you want to uh tee up a little cycle for survival promo before we talk rogers sure yeah so uh the fundraising for that has begun on our end we've done this the past couple of years and uh our listeners have been awesome to donate cycle for survival is a uh annual fundraising event with Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center, one of the leading cancer centers in the world. All of your money goes directly to rare cancer research. So uh, what that means is um, the you know hundreds of millions of dollars that they've been able to raise over the past couple of years have gone directly to things like um, you know tumor sequencing. Like So it's going to be like a specific to your actual like genes, how they treat your cancer. It's gone to developing new types of drugs that are less harmful than uh, typical chemotherapy drugs and all kinds of things specifically for rare diseases. So they're literally helping people live longer. They're curing people at a higher rate and all of that money goes directly to that. So, um, yeah, there's a link, uh, in the, tw- in my Twitter bio, if you want to donate to our team, otherwise you can also just seek out cycle for survival yourself and, and donate to the cause. If you would like, it's a, it's a great thing. And then they do a cycling event in central park. So, I've uh, started to work out again in preparation of that. Hopefully it works out okay. Because uh, I think I have to go for like a full hour or something. So that'll be uh, that'll be fun. Man, an hour. I got this. Uh, you, can, you guys can see this exercise bike behind me. Um, thinking like, yeah, I'm going to get back in, into shape. And I use it sometimes and it is nice. But like I could hit like the 10 minute mark. And I'm like, what else can I do with my day? <laughs> I think I'm done with it. <laughs> An hour, man. Check. Yeah. Uh, workout. I feel check. like the indoor bike is always 
you get it thinking you're going to use it. Right. Yeah. And then you're like, I'd rather just bike outside. It's, yeah. n- it's pleasant outside. Yeah. Why don't I just use a normal bike? Well, and it's the only place in the house that we can put it is right behind me in my home office. So, and I work in this office all day. I'm on zoom all day. And so it's just mocking me on my camera all day. Just looking at me. I think, remember, remember broken promises, broken dreams back here. <laughs> yeah. I got one that's staring at me over in my left corner in my office too. So you're not alone. Um, I, I, mine is set up in like our little uh, dining area. Uh, because in a New York apartment, you just have to put it wherever it fits. And uh, my dog, it's like used for my dog to sleep on because it's like metal. So he likes the cool like feeling. I, for some reason, every time he's just like laying on it, sleeping, I feel like he's taunting me. Uh, I just wanted to say, sorry, one last thing. Um, because I'm not like obtuse and I understand there's a lot of places you can give your money for good causes and there's a lot going on in the world. Um, I really appreciate people who donated last week when we like kickstarted those donations that, uh, we said we would match for the Ukraine crisis fund, uh, have been matched. So, um, I've seen people online, like cancer doesn't stop, but there's also a shit ton of stuff going on right now in the Ukraine. So we're aware of that too. And, uh, have, um, uh, completed those matches to those of you kind enough to donate last week. So I really appreciate that. Um, so you can feel double good about your donation. Double good. And one more note before we uh, pivot to Rogers and all of that. Uh, Patreon.com slash the unpack pod is our Patreon. We got a, a handful of very nice people who donate a buck or two um, be- just because they like the show. Um, which we really, really appreciate. And so for the the next month, I'm going to take those donations and give them to the Cycle for Survivals. And um, with that, because that really is, I, I made a joke like, oh, this is the important thing. Let's talk, but it is more important than a guy making hundreds of millions of dollars to throw a leather bag around the <laughs> around a park. So, um, but here we are, the news drops um, or trickles rather throughout the day the story's kind of changed justice i'm glad you're here because um alex and i can talk about our feelings but you can talk about facts what do we know so far about aaron Rodgers and the contract pat mcafee came out and said something then it was ian rapaport then mcafee shot back what do we know yeah i think it was what 56 million 200 uh or 56 million guaranteed 200 million dollar contract for four years the only thing that's confirmed i guess in like a consensus way is four years um aaron Rodgers also came out and was like there's not a deal signed and the things that are being reported are not true so i i don't know what to think in terms of that um it is interesting though they they at least must have come to terms to a certain extent because they would not have had the cap space to tag Devontae adams in that situation without other moves happening on the roster. And it's worth noting kind of how the moves have gone down in terms of like order of operations so far. Right. So they push forward Kenny Clark's contract, uh, Aaron Jones's contract and David Bakhtiari's contract. And what that really means is they pushed their salary. They turned it into a bonus. So instead of getting it, you know, per game check, you know, one, one seventeenth of that salary every single week that they play a game, they got in one jar- large, you know, lump sum up front, and now the cap hit is going to spread over multiple years, like through the life of the contract, basically, is how that's going to work. They still have moves to make that they have not done yet. Like, Randall Cobb is on the books right now for $8 million, and there's nope. no realistic reason nope. for him to still be on the roster. Um, Gutekunst said, basically, at, at, at the combine, he was like, the moves that we needed to make 
like we made and everything else is going to be like kind of like pay as you go type of thing. They've had conversations with Jair Alexander. They've had conversations with Preston Smith. It sounds like Zadarius is probably going to get released before the league year starts in a week. Um, so I guess that's where the Packers are right now. The biggest thing that I'm interested beyond just the Rodgers thing, because the Rod, I mean, Russell Wilson got traded after that. It feels like even the, the Rodgers announcement was like a day ago. The, the biggest thing I'm kind of worried about is like, where does this go from here with Devonte? It really does sound like he wants to completely like reset, like what the wide receiver market is going to be like. He's looking at like um, what Nuke does right? or like what Nuke was able to sign in Arizona, where he signed a contract that basically had no guarantees in it. And he's saying, OK, he got 27. I want 30. And that is totally different situation yeah. when you're talking about guaranteed money or not. So it's going to be interesting to see how. It plays out, but I talked to someone close to the conversations on Devonte Adams' side, and he was like, "There's, there's no way he's going to play on a tag. He's not going to play on a tag here." Yeah, and that's where things really start to get tricky. Because I guess from what I have heard, right, the reason the Rogers hesitation started to leak out, and it was like, "Hey, he's still thinking about other teams and stuff like that," is. He basically was like, yep, I'm willing to come back. And then Devontae had the conversation with him that was basically like, well, you know, we're not a package deal, right? Like, I'm still, just because you want to be back doesn't mean I'm I'm going to ask for anything less than $30 million. And that's that's where it's going to get tricky. I mean, is this a situation where they're actually going to give him that much? Because Gutekunst, like, shut down uh, contract talks, like, yeah. during the season with yeah. Devontae entirely. Or is this a situation where, co-general manager Aaron Rodgers at this point is going to have to say like, dang, it might actually be a better use of assets to, you know, tag and trade Devonte yeah. and have that cap space and have some picks. Yeah. I was going to say um, with Adams getting the tag, which is uh, another uh, news bit that, that I think was re reported today. Um, is that just to buy time to stay at the table and keep talking? Cause to your point, it doesn't seem like he wants to play on on the tag but what is the tag number it's a lot right it's not 30 but no no it's something like 20 but here here's the thing with Devonte. he's already i believe uh 29 years old so yeah. he gets tagged this year he can get tagged next year and he's still under the 30 million dollars you know average per year that he's asking for yeah so he he would you know be playing two more years of his prime for the packers potentially on double tags still not get to the salary that he thinks uh he's worthy of and then wouldn't hit free agency until he's like 31 years old. Yeah. And for those so that I, don't I understand know, it. I'm not I'm not blaming the guy. I'm just like, okay, where does this go from? Here? Right. Where does it go? And for those who don't know the way that it works, um, they tag him. If he doesn't want to play, does he just not accept the tag or is he just a malcontent and they have to trade him because he won't play? What is what is his leverage? So okay, so they tag him. If he does not sign the sheet, they can rescind the tag. So that is something that happened. If you remember uh, Josh Norman with the Carolina Panthers, when he got tagged, he just wouldn't sign it. And, and they weren't able to work out a long-term deal. He said he didn't want that. He didn't want to be on the tag. He wanted to be a free agent. And after, you know, the first couple waves of free agency had passed, the Carolina Panthers just rescinded his tag completely. And he became a free agent. The other side of that is like the Le'Veon Bell stuff, right? Where you can get tagged and then just not show up and play because, once you hit, it's it's like mid-July. It's like July 15th or something. Is usually the deadline that you can negotiate um, a, a multi-year contract 
while you're on the tag. From that point on, you know, you hit July 16th or whatever it is. It is not possible for an NFL team to get you back to the table and say, hey, we want to work on this long term deal, try to get your cap hit lower, try to get you locked in long term. So there's leverage on both sides where the Packers could rescind the tag or Devontae Adams could just simply one not show up or just not sign sign it until, you know, July and then say, hey, you're just we're not talking multi-year deals, you know, during the entire regular season. So have fun with that. So all this news breaks and I'm I'm the idiot looking at Twitter like, oh, it's all coming up millhouse, man. Everything's great. But it seems like the drama is far from over. A little bit. It it is good. I mean, Rogers back is massive, right? Um, they already report. I think Rappaport reported that Rogers cap hit uh, not even this season, but next season doesn't even register top 10 for quarterbacks, which is good news in terms of they're, they're just pushing everything into signing bonuses and stuff. Um, he's going to be pretty cheap in the short term, uh, at least in terms of cap hits. So that's good news in terms of creating immediate cap space. The, the, the two other guys that like really could create a lot of cap space by like signing an extension are Jair, who has a $13 million cap hit right now because he's on a fifth year option. And then um, Devontae Adams, obviously, you know, getting that number down from 20, 20 and change million dollars um, would, it would definitely help and free up some money and maybe put them in a position where they can start talking to guys like Devondre Campbell and stuff. I think Russell is out. I think MVS is out just talking to agents and, you know, guys who rep players at the same position and what they think about the the market at corner and yeah. wide receiver. I think they're both yeah. gone. They're both going to make like seven plus million dollars a year. And at, at that point, Green Bay is so stretched thin in terms of cap space that they can't really do that. Yeah. They can't pay MBS like $10 million. Let's back up to Rogers really quickly. Uh, were you, weren't you, how do you, how do you justice? How do you feel hearing this news? Because weren't you conducting the tank in 2022 only train <laughs> or was that just a coping mechanism? Yes. <laughs> okay. So I was for like a week and a half a- after the game. And then I was like, you know what? No, I, I want him back. Cause it did it, th- that ending to this season really did feel really weird. Oh, right. Yeah. Like just getting, just, you lost to a team that didn't score a single point offensively in the playoffs. And you got kicked out in the divisional round after talking up this team as, you know, Hey, this reminds me a lot of, you know, 2010 and stuff like that. So I thought it was done just the way Rogers quickly started talking about it differently. Like even in, you know, the media and stuff where he's, he, he went from, yeah, we're having great conversations. You know, this is everything that I want, all that yada, yada, yada to like, who knows? Who knows what happens? And I was like, oh, God, if this is how it's going to be, like three first round picks is the minimum here to trade him away and just tank it out and and push it forward. <laughs> but once once some of these things started getting a little clearer and like they were like, we're going after Basaccio, we're going after Tom Clements at quarterbacks coach right. and stuff like that. It's like, OK, so they're in and then they started pushing contracts forward. And then it was like. Well, there's no reason to push contracts forward if you're going to take. Like, the, the, it's just making your if you're trying to rebuild, it's just making the rebuild harder in the future. So, doesn't didn't really make sense. So, I I for like a week and a half, I was strong on the tank 2022, but I have I've since gotten off the tank. Alex, where were you on that? Uh, were you on that train? <laughs> how do you wait? Let's let's get in the mind of Alex Patakis. How how do you feel about Rogers coming back? Uh, I feel kind of like a fraud. 
And I say that because I think at the end of the year, we sat here and we talked about how we were just ready to rip the Band-Aid off and quit stringing us along like the rebuild's coming. Let's just do it. Our bluff was not called. Um, <laughs> we do not have to watch Jordan Love. But I have to say, like, I'm pretty happy that on Sundays in the fall, I'll be watching something that's entertaining and it's probably going to make me feel good. Like, I, I mean, I, I, it's, it's as simple as that, right? And I do think it's kind of funny because... I almost feel like we didn't even really like process the end of that season because it was so abrupt and it was just like all, immediately all everyone was thinking about was how that, that could be the end and how like this off season was just going to get really, really crazy. Um, and then the, the, way co- it ended, the coach poaching started immediately, right? Yeah. Like they, yeah. were at the, they were at the pro bowl down like four coaches. They were <laughs> like, yeah, our guys are just getting, they're getting ripped out of here all the time. They were having meetings with Rich Passacci in Vegas where they had the pro bowl and stuff like that. So. Yeah. And all of that started so fast. It was like, we didn't even have time to think about the fact that like, they were so clearly the best team last year. Um, And it was just a really shitty end of the season. So like, I'm ready for the last, last dance because the (laughs) previous last dance wasn't a last dance, man. It was like, you know, you're killing it like all night long and the slow song comes on and you don't even like get up to ask the girl that you like to dance. Like it was just a fucking no show. Like right when it mattered, it was time to close. You just, didn't dance so it really was like last last dance a show you really like and then the fina- the finale just sucks and is like deeply unsatisfying it's like game of thrones that's yeah that's- it was, it was <laughs> very game of thronesy just super anticlimactic like no payoff whatsoever so um i yeah i mean i thought i was just gonna be like okay let's screw it and, and it's it's really hard too because so much of it is colored by everything that aaron said like at, from a you know, strictly football perspective, which I feel like it's getting increasingly harder to think of Rodgers and the Packers in that sense. Yep. Um, this is the this would be like the best news ever, right? Like if if he just didn't have a weekly radio show with Pat McAfee, we would, be, <laughs> and he didn't lie, uh, and he never said immunize, we would all be totally fine. Like we would be celebrating today. Yeah. Um, and some of us are, and you know, rightfully so. So I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty happy. I. I thought I was ready to watch bad football and I'm just not like, you know, I'm not, I'm not. I, I think Foldy is more of the uh, agent of chaos than I am when it comes to actually enjoying um, the, the ugly side of this. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't want to put words in his mouth cause he's not able to join us today. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I get the feeling that he would feel if not conflicted about this, just downright like he would, he's just ready for love. Yeah, it sounds like Sonny's excited. Yeah, we have a... Uh, I knew this was going to happen. There's a delivery happening out there, so that is my dog. <laughs> it happens, man. Welcome to the Zoom world uh, between like 9 and 5 every day. This is what happens when you sneak it in in the afternoon, man. Yep. I will say, the love thing, I don't think love has that many suitors. Like Jim Nagy, who runs the Senior Bowl, tweeted out today that he thinks that love could be traded for a second-round pick. I saw From that. What? What, what I had heard, because I... For the, the SB Nation NFL show, I'm talking to a lot of these agents about like the quarterback market, just trying to figure out like where these guys are going to end up and stuff like that, and who's going to get tapped on the shoulder. Guys like Andy Dalton are going to get like starting jobs in the league, which is like kind of crazy to think about. But there's like eight teams that desperately need just like a warm body right now, and I don't think Jordan Love is going to be one of them. And by all accounts, I was talking to people and was like, "Hey, you rep a quarterback, right?" And I'm not talking about the quarterback you're repping, but if, you know, Aaron Rodgers did get traded to like Denver or something, would you expect them just to roll with love? Or do you think that they'd be in the market? And they're like, no, they'd be like top of the market. They would have been 
one of the teams, you know, going after a Trubisky or a Mariota or someone like that. And obviously the connection with LaFleur and Mariota is um, going back to Tennessee. It's like the one that people keep pointing to, but I really don't think that they would have just like tossed the keys to love. I think love is, he's just, he's a backup. That's what he is right now. So, all right. So I, I saw the, the thing about a second round pick and I was like pretty astounded, but I mean, is this, is, uh, is this just best case scenario for the Packers because also like the class of quarterbacks coming in is not appealing at all. So like everybody is looking to like, you Desperation saying, like has the, never been higher. It's like, never it's been high. So last off season, I mean, Aaron could be a dick or whatever, but like you gifted us like the perfect possible timing of this all for us to kind of close the book on Jordan love right now, because if there is going to be any value there without him playing, this is the only way it would happen. Right. So like, I don't know. What would you be happy with? I would have to assume they're like on the phone already, right? Like shopping him around. I mean, or is he going to be the backup? I guess it's like, I guess that's the question. It's like, do you, are, are you willing to have Kurt Benkert be your backup quarterback for the season? Like if, if you need him to play a couple of games, then what happens? Like, are, are you cool with living with those consequences? Cause I don't think they can be in the veteran quarterback market right now. One, because of how inflated it is because there's so much need. And then two, because um, there's just not enough guys and there's, there's there's just really not enough guys. I mean, when guys like Andy Dalton and Mitch Trubisky, guys who hit you know the free agent market last season, are hitting the market again, and now they're going to get massive upgrades with very little film out there. Like, things have changed. That is not their performance. It's just the need of the position. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it worked out great. I, I'm, I have to say, I'm actually happier than I thought I would be. Um, I will say I'm happy it's a four year deal. I mean, we don't have to deal like what can Rogers do now? Like threaten retirement, I guess. But do you, like, do we think this is an admission? Is it an admission of a mistake with the love pick? I think so. But that, that I mean, that's part of why I think they would just kind of like keep him around. If you're going to have a, a, a non veteran backup, like, why don't you just keep love around? And then if he shows anything, then you get a gold star because it would look worse on you if you traded him away and then he ends up becoming something. But if you stash him on the bench and he never sees the field and then he hits free agency, that's not your fault. You, you played the MVP, right? So yeah. you didn't draft a bad player. It was someone else's fault. Do you feel like, I mean, this is the highest that pressure will ever get for a quarterback to win a Super Bowl, right? right. I mean, like, I can't really think of a scenario, like, because at this point, another MVP season is even feels hollow. Right. Like, and, yeah. and like with Brady gone, I mean, this is so clearly his league now. And I feel like that's a big part of the reason he's back. He's like, I'm here. I could win this division with ease. Cause I've, I'm basically like been doing that my whole life. Um, and I don't know who's in their way. I mean, like it's, it's so far away. It's impossible to know like who's going to emerge and be that team. But um, if he retired a four year deal, like we could assume he might play multiple seasons. He just won an MVP. If he still retires with one ring for the Packers, like I don't even know how to evaluate his career at that point, you know, because like it, it, we get another chapter I didn't think we were going to get. And it's just like, I'd rather close the book. And, you know, if, if we're not going to get <laughs> something great in the epilogue or whatever, is that what comes after? I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm so frazzled <laughs> right now, man. That's the I, thing after, right? Like when the, the novel ends and then there's just like a little thing after. Is that an epilogue? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, okay. But yeah, I mean the Packers. We 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 posted the uh, <laughs> we posted the NFC conference odds on the site 
The Los Angeles Rams lead plus 400. Then it's the Packers plus 450. The San Francisco 49ers who like the plan is to start Trey Lance who like their head coach apparently doesn't like and we've hardly ever seen him. Um, plus 550. Dallas Cowboys who are stripping down their roster as we speak plus 650. And then it's the Cardinals and the Buccaneers at plus 1000 plus 1400. So there isn't like going into last year, right? It was Tampa. That was the team that we worried about. I think in the playoffs, once Tampa was out, we weren't really worried at all. We, we were pretty confident about them beating the Niners. The Niners, again, you had massive point swings on special teams on weird plays. They did not score a point on the offensive side of the ball. The Packers had already beaten the Rams with Odell Beckham Jr. You know, in the regular season. I'm not really worried about their competition in the NFC this year. Yeah. So also you mentioned the special teams thing. I mean, that, that, that was so clear all season long that that was going to be what does them in. And we don't know what this team is going to look like yet, but let's just like go back to the thing Zach was saying about GM Aaron Rodgers. So one way or another, let's just assume the Devonte business gets handled. I don't know if that means he's here or not, but like what's their next move if you're Goody and what's the next thing you're like looking for if you're Rogers um, to kind of solidify like you know almost like you know confirm that you made the right choice by coming back to play for this team i mean he always talked of devondra campbell right he was a guy who almost immediately like in the summer started talking about his leadership skills and and what he was able to do on the field production wise so i would think devondra campbell is at the tippy top of that list um restructuring guys like i guess like billy turner right like being able to push him forward so that then you could create an immediate cap space. The big question mark I still have is like, dude, is Cobb still going to be on the roster? Because not only yeah. is it a problem in terms of him making, you know, $8 million against the salary cap for what he had one reception against the San Francisco 49ers. He's also taking up a roster spot. And that was some of the problems that they were dealing with, with special teams too, yeah. was some of these guys could only play so few snaps and then they weren't getting in on special teams. And it was like, well, why do we even have this guy on the team then? Like if Cobb isn't going to play special teams and he's going to be wide receiver four, there's not that many guys who get rostered to do that at the NFL level. Plus he's getting paid good money to do it. So th- it, there has to be a couple come to Jesus moments where it's like, hey, we're cool with living whatever the consequences here, but like here's what the situation is. And if we keep Cobb, that ends up costing us on special teams. Yeah. We don't need so to Packers like, release Cobb. Rogers is like, hey, that's my friend and demands a trade. Yeah. <laughs> and we're in this, and Devontae's not signed long term and we're in the same spot. <laughs> should we feel safe yet? I don't know. It's been pretty crazy. I feel, no, I feel like we should we should feel safe about Rogers. I think now yeah. it's I, I had operated basically the entire offseason under the presumption it's both or neither with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae. And I think increasingly over this last week just the vibes, the rumors, the, the information that is coming in, not necessarily directly saying it, but like things like, you know, Devonte, you know, having interest in the Raiders and all that stuff. Right. I, I think it's becoming more like they're independent, uh, they're independent situations and, and yeah. they're not really a package deal. I don't know what to do. I mean, <laughs> I just feel like, uh, a Rodgers offense with no Devontae 
I mean, that. Where, what do you do? <laughs> I mean, it would fundamentally like, What's out there? Change? What are your options, man? Yeah. Like, we've, we've been talking about needing receivers for a while. We finally got to a good place. Just bring back Tyler Irvin. Problem solved. <laughs> the Tyler Irvin offense. Well, we talked about this when we were talking about, like, the draft class and stuff, too. But, like, so the Packers last two years, right? Since basically, you know, Geronimo Allison and guys like that walked after LaFleur's first year. 90% of their snaps have come from wide receivers who are, like, 215 or bigger. Right. And a lot of that becomes or a lot of that is, is important because primarily they are not pass catchers. Right. They are run blockers and they are blockers for, for Devontae and screen game. And they're basically like Devontae decoys for the most part. Right. If Devontae walks, there's really no need for those type of bodies. Right. And then MVS becomes a lot less important because his whole thing was like he's a combo guy in that he's a big body who can also run deep and be a vertical guy. Well, we can find smaller vertical guys if, if you want to switch the offense around. I think Devontae leaving would would have a fundamental shift on how the offense is run. Um, and I think that can open up more wide receiver prospects for him. So like last offseason, right? Last draft, Amari Cooper was the highest drafted player who hit, you know, kind of those those measurables as a wide receiver. A lot of these wide receivers are on the smaller side. Like you look at uh, Jamison Williams, uh, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, the speed receivers in this draft class. They're not like massive dudes who like fit the Packers prototype. So if they decide to move away from Devonte, I kind of think they can start looking at different type of wide receivers and that might open up kind of their options a little bit. Hmm, that's interesting. If, uh, if there's no, I mean, you kind of just like tossed off MBS is gone. If they, if there's no, if it's looking like there's no Devonte and they know that, can they bring MVS back and they fit him in? Or do you think it's just not a smart investment with uh, what he's worth on the market? Um, I think if Devonte goes, there's probably conversations there. I don't know exactly where they are, right? Like in terms yeah. of if we have this cap space, then we'll go after this. But I just know right now, like, you look at the wide receiver market, Michael Gallup is probably going to get like 15 per on a contract, you know, coming off of his ACL injury and he hasn't been able to stay healthy, you know, most of his career. So guys like Devonta or guys like Marquez Valdez Scanling being able to hit the open market, like they might like the very tippy top is probably like $12 million per year. Yeah. But like, those are conversations people are having yeah. like eight to 12 is like kind of his market. Russell is probably going to go from like, seven to nine, something like that. Like it's going to be tough to re-sign those guys and like pay Russell Douglas that money and Jair that money. And then say like, yeah, Russell, you're going to play nickel, right. Or MVS, you're going to play like decoy opposite of Alan Lazard. And you're going to be wide receiver three again. Like that's, those are tough ways to allocate resources when you're in the cap crutch. So basically the Packers one way or another, we should expect a really young receiving core this year. Right. Like, I mean, I think so. The the good news is it's a deep draft class, like really deep, like uh, pass rusher, offensive line and wide receiver are probably the best positions in this draft class. And they're in a perfect spot, I think, where they take an edge rusher. There's going to be one there at 28 and then come back around second round, take a take a wide receiver. I think that's very realistic. The other thing, too, is I know people probably talk about it too much, but. Devontae was struggling early on in his career and Amari Rogers was a high third round draft pick and he's going to come into his second year. Like there is some optimism that he hopefully takes a step up and it's not like 
his flaws were really on the offensive side of the ball. He wasn't really getting reps on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. It was on special teams, right? So, like, he was still getting snaps behind Equinamia St. Brown, Randall Cobb, um, who else? Uh, Jawan Winfrey, even. I believe Jawan yeah. Winfrey had more offensive snaps than him coming off of the practice squad. So, like, there's some optimism, I think, that, like, some of these younger guys on this roster will step up um, on the offensive side. Yeah, and I know it's uh, some Packer fans might might cringe at the thought of Amari Rogers getting a second chance or really a first chance to be an offensive player. Right. But I, yeah, yeah, it's not like he was bad on offense, right? Like that's that's the whole thing. Yeah, he has the tools. I am uh, optimistic that he could be a useful offensive weapon. Not saying he's going to be great, but. Uh, you know, I don't know. It takes a while to develop those guys. The only thing we know for sure is that we don't want him on special teams, which I wish they would have uh, come to grips with <laughs> earlier in the year. They kind of just never admitted that. And they did for one. What was it? They they threw Cobb out there one time and then he got hurt. And he, right? did he fumble or there's something happened? It was a weird play. So, yeah. yeah. He also muffed one, right? Like, yeah. You know, yeah I think he, I think he muffed it, and then he had his like ab issue like immediately after that. Yeah, um, he's just too old to do it. I was gonna say I don't want to relitigate the past, but it's like you're paying Cobb that much. Like, just make him do it, man. It's but but at the same time, they put him back there a couple times, and it also didn't. Well, they go didn't. Well. They didn't use what's his name uh, more in the playoffs, which yep. kind of sucked because yep. he flashed a little bit, and then what was it? He had COVID, so he was pulled out of the last game of the season after he played the penultimate game, and then it was like. Are you going to use him in the playoffs? Nope. Didn't use him. Didn't use Heflin. Didn't use Yadam guys who are, you know, on the roster throughout the year. Yadam was a key special teams player. Heflin was just on the roster, taking up space, I guess, like wasn't even getting involved. Well, weird, yeah. weird activations, weird, you know, accounting for the 53 man roster. We're, season. we're over it. We're past it. We don't need to go back and continue to, to rehash all the things <laughs> we wish they didn't do. But I do justice want to give you props for, uh, dropping a penultimate there nice word usage <laughs> it's a it's a it's a great word there's another word there's a word in spanish antier, which is like the day before yesterday mm. it's great i wish they had that word in, in english just oh we need we need that bad yeah I yeah mean, it's so inefficient to go like the day before yesterday like it should be something that you can rattle it's, off it's very good i'm telling you the penultimate antier, these things are good we need more of these white people man they know how to have a lot of words mean something very small and <laughs> come on, man, get concise. Let's get concise. Um, I don't know what else we, uh, we want to talk about. I feel like we hit the major items. Oh, we're not hitting IQs on what? We're not hitting IQs, but I mean, if you got one, you got to, oh, I mean, man. you went through the trouble of writing one. I, I thought I was going to the spa. My bad. Oh, well, um, I feel like I can relax now. So yeah. I, I, you know, should probably take a trip to this. This spot. this is a this is a bad job by me because I just assumed we were getting together for a quick newser, and um, so I didn't write a haiku, but we will um, we'll unwind, we'll go back into the beaded curtain here, and uh, justice always comes prepared. Give me some poetry. Yes, he's coming back. Wilson traded to Denver. Conference open. Yes. Oh, can we, can we get a breaking news sounder too? Oh. What do we got? Shane Lee Woodley and Aaron Rodgers spotted arriving at Palm Beach, Florida. 
my god. <laughs> uh, they were at um a report together. They were at a uh, box wedding together. Okay, let's talk about let's talk about the <laughs> wedding. It would be very weird if a franchise quarterback went to his franchise left tackles wedding, was the officiator for the wedding, and then two days later decided I didn't want to play for that team. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I understand. I understand people being like, yeah, well, it would be weird if you didn't show up either. But like, just you go back at that point, right? Yeah. I mean, he took 12 days off or whatever he did for Chaka Karma. I'm sure Bakhtiari <laughs> would understand that Rogers is a weird ass dude and had to miss a wedding for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, to, to me, I, I say yes. And um, really what what this kind of all proves to me, and we're going to spend, of course, the next nine to 12 months dragging uh, Broncos fans on Twitter. But um Really, it seems like the two options that were only ever at play were he was going to retire or he was going to come back and be a Packer, and that and that any talk of being on an, another team was just unless unless it was like some crazy offer that came over the wire that just wasn't part of the conversation. I think the timing of the Russell Wilson trade and the recent stuff again, like the stuff in this past week, kind of show that maybe like Denver was probably in conversations with with. Aaron I I don't know how likely those things were but like Pittsburgh I don't think really makes sense Tennessee got put out there by Florio Ryan Tannehill has a 57.4 million dollar dead cap this second oops there is no world where Tennessee was going to be able to trade for Aaron Rodgers so like I think a lot of these were blown out of proportion I think he was a lot less likely to go to Denver than it was kind of thought where people kind of think it's like 50 50 but i do think that they were kind of in that conversation and i think their actions back that okay well the i'll i'll end on this note i'm a, i'm glad that we are officially ending um aaron rodgers photoshopped in other jerseys season yeah <laughs> did you see the cut the cut up uh john john did no it was like uh what's that the like sad animal song the like eyes of an angel or whatever <laughs> He he put no. that o- he put that over like fifty different Broncos, uh, Aaron Rodgers photoshops. It was it was great. One of my favorite tweets of the day, and the, there were many of them. The um, <laughs> the the new guy being photoshopped in the team colors thing really kind of like. I mean, I never liked it, but it really jumped the shark this off season when Mike Pettin got brought on with the Vikings. Um, as like a <laughs> consultant dude and and good for him, happy for him, seems like a nice guy. But then the team actually tweeted out from the team account, like him in purple. I'm like, he's not even he's he's, he's not even an on field. He's coach. not he's not a player. I feel like you got to be a player. But if you're going to be a coach, you got to be like one of the top three. He's just like then a dude in the Mike building. Smith. Then he saw Mike Smith from us. I love Mike Smith. Did you guys ever get to see? Him and any of the pressers yes. seems like a good hang. Yeah, would show up just like with a broken tooth or like his arm. Just, yeah, randomly with a tooth tooth missing and just like hurt doing dad shit just constantly. They're like, <laughs> "What happened?" He's like, "I fell out of a, a treehouse I was trying to make." And it's like this dude's a good hang. Yeah, <laughs> this guy's a good guy. Yeah, uh, and all those he, he always sounded like a guy who like as he was talking to you should have had a beer in his hand while <laughs> while he was doing a presser. It might have. I mean, yeah. Styrofoam cups, right? Who could tell? <laughs> I mean, Russ being out of the conference too. That's huge. Yes. I mean, like I, 
I'm happy about it. I can only imagine Niners fans got to be stoked because that division has been brutal for a while. And all of a sudden, um, you know, it's you kind of like eliminate one team that you're competing with for that second spot. Right. Assuming the Rams are even going to win that division, which is probably a maybe a leap to take at this. My point. question is, how do we think the um, the higher altitude of the greater Denver area affects nano bubbles? Oh, do they, they work? Do they not work? I, would, I could only assume report. that Russ has done his research. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, he printed out that he's prepared pages. for this and that even if he is not, um, God will find a way. Okay. Since we're on the <laughs> Russ topic, <laughs> Hackett and Russ, that's a buddy comedy. Yeah. That's right. Like they pass each other. They meet each other. And it's like when dogs meet each other <laughs> first time. Right. They just like, are like feeling each other out, like sniffing each other and stuff. Like that's going to be a scene. I'm inch. I'm like low key interested in kind of watching that from afar, watching that team. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> He's just going to such a difficult division already. Like yeah. I, don't yeah, he was hard he... mode and he's like turn up the difficulty yeah even yeah <laughs> yeah seriously it was yeah exactly it's like adjusting the slider with no draft further. picks for like the foreseeable future because they just traded him for me like so i don't know what he makes them you know not that it's necessarily our concern but just like in terms of just like the scope of the nfl when you're going you're playing Mahomes twice a year i mean herbert looks like he's going to be pretty legitimate and the chargers are like fine um so do we think it's true that I, the the uh, Broncos spent years being a really good team in search of a quarterback, and now they're a team with a quarterback and not a way to build around, <laughs> around him. The yeah, whole thing pro- is just probably. assets, right? They're just like, we have like five guys on really good rookie contracts, right? Yeah. Like guys like Patrick Sertan are playing out of their minds. Yeah. And then they just have makes- cap space. So I guess like Russ is going to be able to recruit some of these guys. if he-, he has to do the Tom Brady thing where he's like, hey, come here. We'll get you on a discount and all that stuff. And Hopefully they don't sign Antonio Brown. I, I don't need any more Antonio Brown in the NFL, but I know him and Russ are kind of tight. So, Pat Sertan. More and more, there's players' sons who I watched that just like remind me of how old I actually am getting uh, who yeah. come into this league. I'm assuming that has to be – that's Pat – like Dolphins, yes. Patrick Sertan. Okay. Yes. <laughs> it's like because you're looking at me. I'm same, like, am same, I making same a draft class, Same draft class as Asante Samuels Jr.? Yeah, um, Marvin Harrison Jr. is at Ohio State right now. We, I, we are not all ready getting for old. This. I am not ready for this. Antoine Winfield um, if, Jr. If, cutting if, his if, teeth. Yep. I hope it doesn't happen, but if Devontae Adams goes to the Raiders and reunites with Derek Carr, are the Broncos like just the worst team in that division no matter what happens, <laughs> like even with Russ? I mean, they might already be. I don't know, but like if you're, if you're the Raiders, right? Like you have to do something. You can't go in and no. every every game you're going to be an underdog because of your quarterback situation. And it's not like Derek Carr is even like he's probably slightly above average as a quarterback in the NFL today. And yeah. that's not enough to be favored in, in, in any of those games in that division. Like you'll be playing at home against Denver and, and the line is going to be, you know, Broncos minus two because they have Russell Wilson. And it's like, crap, you got to you got to figure something out. So I think desperation mode time. That buck has since been passed. Like it, it was Denver, and now it's on the shoulders of the Raiders. And yeah, it's going to be interesting. Interesting to see what they do from here. So I was going to say, I don't know if it's just um, the fact that I've been thinking more and more about having another quarterback recently because of the potential of Rodgers leaving, or uh, or if it really is just like 
talented quarterbacks are more scarce than ever, but I, I like can't remember a time where I feel like it's so hard to find a serviceable guy. Uh, it's, it's the 2011 thing, man. It's the CBA changed. Guys weren't able to practice as much a quarterback. The NFL has been really bad at producing quarterbacks since those rule changes. I mean, outside of that one, what was it? Mahomes, Josh Allen, uh, Lamar Jackson season where, where all of them came in the same draft class. We've pretty much had just dud quarterback classes like over and over again. You might have like one good guy in a class, but nothing like that 2005 or anything. And now those guys are aging out, right? That that was the whole thing. What was keeping up quarterback play in the NFL was these guys who were able to play, you know, until their late 30s, their, their 40s. It's Peyton Manning having an extended career and basically having, you know, two two normal career runs. It's Ben Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers, even Eli Manning, Tom Brady, guys like that. And they start trickling out and there's just no one really to replace them. And this has been happening for kind of like a decade. Yeah. It's a good point. I mean, I always forget um, how we used to I mean, talk think about, about it from this way, like Rogers between Rogers and Russell Wilson. And that is seven draft classes. The only real quarterbacks that were produced were Matt Ryan and Stafford. That's really it. Yeah. Yeah. Stafford was a number one pick. It's not like he was available to everyone. So it really is getting tight at the quarterback position right now. Gone are the days of the uh, Mike McCarthy quarterback school where you <laughs> felt like you could, like we could have just like kept developing them. Little did we know. That damn collective um, bargaining agreement. Yeah. Well, Denver, uh, Denver fans get ready to win a bunch of games 18 to 5. It is a brutal game, but isn't it so weird that like the <laughs> the CBA was like, oh, like how how can we you know change our product? Oh, we'll practice less, like and we'll play less football so that we can have a better football well, product. Yeah, on it's Sundays. the bait and switch with the players, where the players it's are like, like, we'll get, we want to get paid more, and they're like, how about no practice? And they're like, I guess. And it's yeah. like, oh, that's <laughs> like a bad a, deal, but you accepted it, so yeah. I guess. Well, uh, I think. Man. I think we're at the end, guys, now that we're talking. I think so, too. He's back. (laughs) All is good. You got a new shirt. I assume it's a new shirt. It's a killer shirt. Newish shirt. Yeah. Feeling feeling good about my weird Nickelodeon Packers crossover shirt that no one can see. So why am I describing it? Because we have an Instagram (laughs) for no reason. So you can, for no reason, take a picture and then put it on our Instagram for no reason. Smart. Smart guy. That's why we keep you around. All right, we're gonna <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna hit the polka. He's back, baby. As foretold in the prophecies of Justice Mosqueda, he is back. And, oh, I um, wish so badly we could have done a tarot card reading in the off season. Uh, it would have been the ultimate, like, you know, measuring stick for uh, his abilities. Miss you, Jamie. Wherever you are yeah. in the world, we'll try to get him back on uh, before. Before this next season kicks off Alright um, Thanks for listening, thanks for downloading Aaron Rodgers is back uh, uh, Devonte Adams currently tagged Other dominoes to fall Over the next couple days, keep it locked in To the website AcmePackingCompany.com and the audio feed For all of the latest There Bit of a lull for a while and things are heating up In football news world So for Justice, for Alex, I am Zach Thanks a lot for listening and uh, we'll check you later, guys. Go pack, go.
more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.